Welcome to Mary's Cup of Tea, the self-love podcast for women. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski, an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that will inspire you to love yourself. Hello, self-lover. Before we dive into today's podcast episode, I want to make sure you know about my two books on self-love. If you're struggling with body image or self-acceptance, then I highly recommend you check out my first book, The Gift of Self-Love. It's a comprehensive workbook to help you build confidence, recognize your worth, and learn to love who you are. Thousands of people have this book and the five-star reviews are so amazing. They give me so much life. So I hope that this is something that can help you too. You can get it wherever books are sold by searching for The Gift of Self-Love or go to my website, maryscupoftea.com slash book. After releasing The Gift of Self-Love and reading all your positive feedback, I realized that we really needed something to keep us going every single day. So not a deep dive workbook, but maybe like a micro dose of self-love in your daily life, which is why I wrote 100 Days of Self-Love. It's a guided journal with, you guessed it, 100 prompts that cover so many areas of life, including body, identity, purpose, emotions, mindset, relationships, and more. So you can really think of it as a metaphorical multivitamin, something to keep you going, or as I like to say, growing on your self-love journey. You can get this journal wherever books are sold as well by searching for 100 Days of Self-Love or go to maryscupoftea.com slash journal. It's my mission to share all the self-love tea with you, so I hope that both my books and this podcast can do just that. I got a message on Instagram the other day from a gal who was ready to go to the beach with her friends that weekend. And she reached out because she was worried about her body, what it would look like, the body image pressures that often come with getting in a swimsuit, being with all your girlfriends, taking pictures. And because I'm recording this in the month of May, it's only the beginning. Summer can be really tough on body image, practically speaking, because we're wearing less clothes. There's probably more of our skin and body exposed, but also because summer comes with lots of fun events, right? You're hopefully hanging out with your friends and the weather is better and you're in the pool or lake or a beach. And all of that is really exciting and hopefully your mood is better when the sun is out. But at the same time, some of us can't help but feel, we can't help but get a little bit more sucked into the body image aspect because more of our body is showing. And I'm not immune to this either, you know, with short season coming really early here in Phoenix, Arizona. It is already 100 degrees today. I have been, you know, wearing shorts and t-shirts more, which is usually awesome. But then I have to think about like, oh, should I be shaving my legs or is is this too much skin? And I've also gained a little bit of weight recently and I try to go shopping for summer clothes, but that didn't go so well because none of my usual sizes fit me. And so of course, we're going to be thinking about this stuff. So I don't have anything prepared for this podcast episode. I just wanted to speak from the heart advice that I would give my friend or my sister or just myself and how to work through and navigate some of those summer body image worries that come with the warmer weather. So firstly, I just cannot say this enough. I don't care what season it is, but 
you have to prioritize comfortable clothes. Comfortable clothes are a necessity because even if you put a supermodel in clothes that are tight or uncomfortable or don't fit right or bunch up here and squeeze you there, then you're just going to naturally be fixated on those parts of your body where you're not feeling comfortable. I think that when it comes to like wearing uncomfortable clothes, it's not like you have a body image issue. It's like the clothes are creating a body image issue inevitably. I mean, any single person that feels uncomfortable in what they're wearing is going to experience some insecurity in their skin. So please, 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 for the love of whatever you believe in, please buy yourself some comfortable summer clothes. Even if they're not the cutest thing in the world, you will feel like the cutest thing in the world if you are comfortable. That is just the number one thing. I think in the summer, it gets, you know, kind of easier because you're not necessarily in like jeans and pants and large jackets that can just be a little bit cumbersome, but find summer dresses, flowy skirts, you know, maybe we ditch the jean shorts if they're pressing on your stomach and instead go for some like, you know, Target sells these shorts. They're just regular old cotton shorts. And I'm telling you, I have been wearing them every single day, the same pair. I should get more colors, but they've just been making me feel so good. And you know what? When you feel comfortable in what you're wearing, you also inevitably feel just a little sexier, a little more present because you're not thinking about yourself. You can actually be doing whatever you're doing. You're not thinking about sucking in your stomach and not being able to breathe when you're sitting down. So comfortable clothes are a must. There's some affordable options. If you go thrifting, you can get some basics at Target. Make sure your bathing suits are also comfortable because As much as we see like Instagram people wearing tight bodycon dresses and small bikinis and these really cute outfits, as somebody who has been behind the scenes for the past seven years, I'm telling you that there's even some clothes in my closet that I keep strictly because they look good on an Instagram photo, but I would never like wear them out. I guarantee you that there are so many people, influencers especially, who do this exact same thing. Like we have a wardrobe that looks good on camera, but is not the most practical thing to like go out in. This applies to swimsuits too. I mean, some of the photos that I see of gals in bikinis that is not a swimsuit that I would be wearing on Memorial Day weekend when I'm swimming with my family and (laughs) uncles and stepdads and everybody else. Do you know what I mean? So don't look at those Instagram models or like the ads that pop up on your social media feed and think this is what I need to wear to look cute for the summer. The thing that most people wear and the only thing that's going to make you feel cute in the summer is if you are comfortable above all else. On that note, I'm going to take a dramatic sip of tea. 
Big Heart Tea, that is. My favorite certified organic tea wrapped in sustainable packaging made from plants, not plastics, and produced with the utmost regard for the farmers who grow it. If you've been here for a while, you know that tea has been a big part of my self-love journey. I just find it so warm and soothing and grounding. It doesn't matter what day I'm having, a cup of tea always makes it better. And I love Big Heart Tea because their company is female-founded and mission-driven. Their farmer's collection is a growing line of intentionally sourced direct trade teas, which you can really taste with every sip. I'm currently drinking their signature cup of sunshine because spring is here. It's an herbal blend, which is great for the afternoons when you don't want caffeine or maybe you can't have caffeine because it will give you anxiety and a borderline heart attack if you're anything like me. So stock up on your own tea by going to bigheartea.com and use code MARY20 for a discount at checkout. Again, that's BigHeartTea.com and use code MARY20. Now back to the show. The other thing that I want to remind you of is that we have this tendency to be really, really hard on ourselves in the present and also get anxiety about the future. But when it comes to looking back on the past, our brains naturally forget the shitty stuff and we almost like romanticize how quote unquote great life was in the past. Here's an example. If today you're feeling insecure in your skin and you're about to go swimming with your friends and you don't know what swimsuit looks good on you then right now, like those insecurities feel like they're just overwhelming your day, right? Body image could just be really present in your mind. It could be taking away from your life experience. It could be all that you're thinking about and just really fixating on. But then two years from now, I guarantee that you will look back on pictures from this day and you're probably not going to remember the extent of your insecurities. I mean, you might have like a faded recollection of, oh, I remember like not being so thrilled about what I looked like. But your follow-up thought is probably going to be like, why? I looked fine. I looked great. I had so much fun. Oh, remember that day we did this, this really cool thing and I got together with these friends that I haven't seen in a while. You're going to remember a lot more of the good times than the behind the scenes insecurities that you were having. So knowing that, knowing that you are harder on yourself in this present moment than you will be a year, two years, three years from now, a lifetime from now when you look back on those photos why don't you just try to channel those positive feelings and emotions now? This is a very common cognitive bias. There's a whole movie about it, which I love. It's like a rom-com called, I think it's called Midnight in Paris. Anyway, I love this movie because it adds humor to this phenomenon of why are we always like looking back on the past and being like, life was so much better in the 80s. I belong in the 70s. And what they do is they go like back and back and back. So this guy like literally time travels and people in that time always romanticize like the decade prior or the generation prior. And we always say like, oh, life was so much better back then. But then back then comes with its own set of problems. And we're always just kind of like living in the past this way and not remembering what 
the not so great stuff was. So knowing this, again, you can use this to your advantage and you can tell yourself that, you know what, this may feel all consuming right now in this moment. I may not like how I look right now, but I know that in a year from now, I am going to remember this day a lot more fondly. So why don't I just let go of all this body image crap now, knowing that it's something that is just so temporary and I could either let it affect my day, I can let it dictate my actions today, I can let it ruin my mood, or I can just tell myself, fuck it, I look the way I look today, as long as I'm comfortable and having a good time with people that I love, then that is going to shine through. That is what I'm going to remember more than anything else. So I know we say this this whole like, you know, when it comes to body image, we're always like, focus on how you feel and tap into the positive memories and emotions. For me personally, I need a little bit more proof than that. So here's your proof. Know that you are going to look back on this day where you felt really insecure and you're not going to remember that much of these insecurities. So you might as well just let them go now. What else can I tell you about positive body image? I'm sure you're sick of me saying, don't let your body image take away from your life experience. And the easiest way to really apply this, like if you're like, okay, I know this conceptually, Mary's said it so much that I'm sick of hearing it. (laughs) You might want to do something very tactical right now. And that is get the fuck away from the mirror. Get the fuck away from the images. There's just too many images influencing our lives these days. And to be honest with you, I'm... I'm just over it. I don't really want to be a part of it anymore. I can appreciate, you know, a beautiful photo or an aesthetic video. And I've actually been really into like videography and photography and and the way that, like the way you can capture the memories, right? And then show them to other people. I love that. But when it comes to myself and my body, I've actually been in front of the camera a lot less. It has been kind of affecting the nature of the work that I do. I'm not as motivated to like create body positive content and be this inspiring person on my Instagram stories. But I just realized that looking at myself that much is just not healthy for me. It's not healthy for anybody. I think we shouldn't really be faced with our reflection that often. And even if you're not a content creator and even if you're not in front of the camera every single day i think the amount of times that we look at ourselves in the mirrors or reflections in the car window or just like every time we leave the house or get out of our car we pop open that little mirror like i know i do and to me this is a problem because i just i just recognize in myself that this is the way i was raised you know i was very much conditioned to believe that a girl's worth is in her looks. And I watched my mom, my aunts, my grandmas, literally every single woman around me, every single one, look at herself constantly. Check in the mirror, leave a party to go to the bathroom to touch up her lipstick, pull down the little mirror in the car at a stoplight. Like I vividly remember my mom doing that. And I 
especially as I'm thinking about having kids in the future, I just don't want to be like that anymore. I'm just over these images. So maybe you can suggest to your friends that you don't take as many selfies when you're spending time at the pool that day. Maybe you all put your phones away. Maybe you just put on your swimsuit in a room instead of a bathroom with a mirror. Sometimes even something that simple can really, really help body image because you're not focusing on your image. You're focusing on your body experience. You're just, you know, putting on your swimsuit and then going to do what you want to do. There are days when if I wake up feeling not so great about my body image, I challenge myself to get ready without looking at myself in the mirror. Like I can get dressed without without seeing my reflection. That is totally okay. I don't have to like wear makeup and try to cover up my body image insecurities thinking that if I have a black line under my eyelid, then that'll make me feel more confident. I deliberately challenge myself to not wear makeup, not look at myself in the mirror, not do my hair, not do these like beauty things that we have been told we must do in order to have some sense of confidence and worth. And I do that deliberately to prove to myself that I don't need to look a certain way in order to have a good day, in order to be worthy as a human being just existing in my natural self. And I think this has been just a tremendous game changer for me. I call it tone down the focus on your appearance in a society that hyper-focuses on women's bodies, women's beauties, women's appearance, images all over social media and these little black boxes on our phone, constantly looking at ourselves in the camera and the mirrors and the reflections. I'm just like, oh, it makes me sick. And this is where I start romanticizing the past. And I'm like, what was life like before mirrors? At the very least, what was life like before smartphones and such high quality selfie cameras? I mean, what did people feel like? Was body image as prominent and omnipresent? I'm just curious. I'm sure there's hopefully, I don't know, maybe somebody has studied this if there's any research, but I really think that It's not so much social media that's ruining people's body image. I think it really is the amount of time that we spend looking at our own image and other people's images, right? Like it's just incredibly fake and not helpful for body image. So see how you can undo some of those things and deliberately choose not to participate in our image-driven society. With all that being said, I do want to keep this episode relatively short and leave you with the knowing that you don't need to look a certain way to have a good day. And I'm going to take that one step further and say, you don't need to like how you look in order to better your body image. Because when it comes to body acceptance, saying that like, oh, I feel pretty today, so I feel confident and my body image is better today, right? Because I like how I look. That is not better body image. That's actually just further feeding into beauty standards and whatever arbitrary expectation you have of what you're supposed to look like in your head and then fulfilling that and telling yourself that that's confidence when in reality, you just further perpetuated that. 
It's actually the days you don't like how you look and you don't necessarily feel great about your body. Those are the days that you have the opportunity to heal your body image so much more than the time you woke up on the right side of the bed, loving your hair, doing your makeup, putting together that perfect outfit, taking a bunch of photos on yourself, posting them on Instagram, getting lots of likes, feeling on top of the world. I think we all know what that feels like. And I'm preaching to the fucking choir right now. Myself, I am the choir because I've just noticed in myself how much of a better mood I'm in when certain boxes are checked. And a lot of those boxes are related to the appearance, how things look on paper, whether it's my physical body or the image that I put out there on social media and what that feedback response validation is. And it's just been a theme in my life that I'm, to be totally transparent with you, I'm still battling. I'm still working on undoing. I'm still trying to figure out who I am outside of that. And even though I might, you know, my whole like thing, my whole shtick is talking about how not to do that. Unfortunately, the way that our society functions makes it really, really hard to avoid it. So know that it's actually on the days where you don't feel that great, when you don't like how you look, when you're like, ugh, I'm so bloated and I didn't poop and I just feel lethargic and I wish I didn't have this zit on my forehead and now I have to like get in a swimsuit and show even more of my body to people I haven't seen in a while and I know there's going to be pictures and that is so scary to me. It is on those days where if you change your mindset And see this day as an opportunity to further heal your body image, to further detach your worth from your looks. That is when you will prove to yourself what true confidence is. That is when you really, really, really tap into self-love because you are showing yourself compassion and grace and so much growth by just doing that. By not letting your body image get in the way of your life experience. And that's my wish for you. One last thing before we farewell, my self-lovers. If you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review on Apple or rate the show on Spotify. You can do this by searching for the show, Mary's Cup of Tea. Scroll all the way down on Apple Podcasts and you'll see stars where you can click one of the stars and leave a few kind words. It just means so much to me because I'm so behind the scenes when I'm podcasting, so I don't really get to see the impact of the show unless you leave a review. And on Spotify, there's just a button that says rate the show and it'll let you put however many stars you want. Your feedback helps the podcast grow. And as someone whose love language is words of affirmation, your kind words mean the world to me. Thank you so much for supporting the show and helping me spread the gift of self-love. I love you all so much and I will talk to you in next week's episode.